Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffitt, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble, even if it's called light, dry kibble. Okay? This is a trick. Kibble is kibble and it's high in carbs, guys. It was never made for pet health, it was made for profits. All right. And so if you have a dog that's having problems, certainly if you've never fed raw, you just got to get off of that first. First and foremost, we got to take that out of the diet. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I'm finding out in Dr. Connor Brady's book, Feeding Dogs, uh, the debate between dry and raw. Uh, It's incredible. The information that is not out there. And once you search and you really look, it is, it's, uh, it's gross. Yeah, just gross. Yuck. I mean, the stuff that they want to pump into dogs and pump into people, it is not hard to figure out why there is so much obesity and cancer going on. Come on, people. We know what it is. Do they think we're stupid? Well, we might have proven at some point that we are because we just keep pumping it in and wondering why we're sick. Okay, I digress. Hey, listen, uh, every Wednesday night is yappy hour right here at Raw Dog Food and Company. Um, we have lots of things on sale at various different uh, levels. So come on over and take a look. That happens at 6 p.m. to midnight right here at rawdogfoodandcompany.com. We have foods, food treats, bones, and whole food, no pharmaceutical supplements. All right. So you want to get over and do that. Hey, there's this thing I want to address really quick, guys. People are being fooled even by our industry into thinking that they have to have every little, um, uh, ingredient, I will say uh, the macro and micro and trace minerals and every little thing listed on their raw dog food. And as Dr. Cowan says, it's just food. I mean, do you have every little thing on cauliflower or broccoli or lettuce that tells you every little trace mineral in it? Well, there's a movement out there to try to get that. And why? If you look deeper, it's because Certain people are selling mixes that have all of these trace minerals in it, or they might be selling you a calculator so that you can just go out there and figure out every little trace mineral, every little micronutrient, every little macronutrient. I mean, forget the way that dogs ate, wolves ate, dingoes ate, meat, bones, organ, and fat. No need for carbohydrates. None. Yeah, they got some, but there was really no need for carbohydrates. There's no uh, plant matter, really, that dingoes or dogs need. They don't have any amylase in their mouth to start the digestion process. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things that are being sold out there. 
If you want to make it simple, I would say this. Keep the daggum toxins out of your dogs. If you're worried about organic food, but you're still putting in vaccines, flea and tick and heartworm, good luck with that. Because I don't think that you're going to outrun the toxins. Not at least what we've seen. All right? Get your dog on a clean diet. And if you want to know what's in bones, if what's in organs, what's in certain proteins, there's there's a great list in my learning center. It says the vitamins and minerals in raw dog food. Okay? You can also just check out the USDA site. Do you really sit at your own table and calculate your macro, micro, and all of your trace minerals in your body. I doubt you even know. I doubt you even know. So what is your job as a pet parent? Keep all the toxins out. Give them a variety of the foods they were born to eat. Meat, bones, organ, and fat. Turkey, duck, lamb, ch- you know, chicken, uh, beef, beef with tripe, rabbit, lamb, okay, fish. All of these different things. Make it simple because (laughs) we're just seeing some crazy stuff going on. And remember, it's selling, okay? It's just selling, right? So we see this kibble fixer coming out. Really? Are you really going to fix kibble by adding some vitamins and minerals? No, you're not. That's not what they were designed to eat. So are you going to have a uh, a meal, a chemically made meal for a human, right? And that's that's probably coming, like the Matrix. Remember they had that like that weird looking like corn, cream of corn breakfast, the stuff that they ate every single day of their lives in the Matrix underground. And they said, it's complete with all the amino acids and fatty acids that you need. It's probably coming, probably coming. Um, don't get fooled, okay? And don't, don't, don't get nutso uh, about what you're feeding your dog. Yeah, make sure. You know, look, I talked about three D and four D before, right? That's dead, disease, down, and dying. But you know, is that even as bad as kibble for raw dog food? I don't know. I don't think so because, you know, you're going to have dead dogs. I mean, dead, dead dogs. Yes, you're going to have dead dogs if you keep going that way. But you are you have dead animals that, that dogs eat, okay? And um, they're not dying. They're not dying. Uh, and and uh, But they are dying from the chemicals, the toxins, the rancid oils, the food that they were never created to eat. And you couple that with all of the other stuff. And we have a disaster on our hands. We have an absolute disaster. I'm going to tell you, I've been reading uh, Dr. Brady's book because um, I'm on um, the Hard 75 program. And is it hard? Yeah, that's why the name is hard. So uh, it's so funny to me and people like, this is hard. Yeah, it's in the title, Hard 75. Okay, Hard 75 is this for people um, it is read 10 pages of a business book, a self-help book, a motivational book, something that is not entertaining, right? Because you're learning. You want to learn something. 10 pages a day. 
um, almost a gallon of water. Some people don't need a gallon. So you got to do a little calculation, figure out where you land in that, but certainly more water than you've been drinking. Work out twice a day, one outside, one inside. Um, and, uh, no alcohol and pick your diet. So if your diet is no sugar, no bread, no potatoes, no rice, you stick to it. It's just stick to itiveness. That's all it is. And time management. But I will say this, that I think it does make you a stronger person. Shows you that you can do that which you think you cannot do. And we need more of that in the world today. Because everything is about convenience and convenience kills. And convenience makes us weak. Trials make us tougher. Pain makes us tougher. And we have to apply this to how we raise our dogs as well. It may not be as convenient as pouring kibble in a bowl. But I'm going to tell you, cancer and dogs that are ill, that's not convenient one bit. Okay? It's not convenient. It's not cheap. And it's certainly not pleasant to the heart. Okay? So come on, peeps. I'm going to develop a hard program for pet parents when it comes to their dogs. Sure am. Well, let's talk about consumption of refined carbohydrates, shall we? Because this is what the traditional veterinary world is pushing. This is what um, you go down the pet food aisle and my goodness, do we have any fresh food in the pet food aisle other than fresh pet? Okay. And I'm the canned stuff is not fresh food. Well, we know that our excess consumption of refined carbohydrates with resulting insulin payload is driving our obesity epidemic. And Dr. Brady says, plus, once you get on this train, you won't be getting off of it until you change your diet to unprocessed, low glycemic load food items. So you guys, when you're looking at if you're if you're a pet parent that really insists that your dog needs uh, veggies, okay, um, you need to look at not the index but the glycemic load, and that's how fast it hits um, your blood supply and how fast it spikes your blood sugar, and this would apply for us too. But Dr. Brady says we know that despite having zero zero physiologically requirements for car- for carbohydrates. Dogs can both digest and utilize them perfectly when presented correctly. And um, they respond in the exact same way physiologically to sugar as humans. So the question is clearly not can they use carbohydrates for energy. But as he was talking about earlier in his book, he says, as we saw with the sled dogs, the real question is whether this sort of diet is suitable or even safe for dogs long-term. And that really is such a big question, right? So you start your puppy out on freaking puppy chow, which is crap. Okay, so let's just get a brand new newborn and let's stuff them full of dry, high-carbohydrate, rancid fats, and chemical soup right at that growing time. Can we? Dr. Brady says, without a respective analysis to guide us, all we can do is look at the figures and hang our heads. 
And he says, you know, as in humans, obesity in dogs is soaring. It's soaring. So 21% of UK dogs uh, were obese in the 1980s, just 21%. But by 2017, uh, that had gone to uh, 65%. 21 to 65%? That is insanity. Insanity. And yet our pet professionals are pushing prescription diets. Guys, those are kibble diets. They are the exact same thing. Look at the ingredients. No good ingredients. If you read this book, it's going to scare you. It's going to make you hang your head and say, what in the raw is going on. Why would any veterinarian push that? And I would say either they have no idea about nutrition or they just don't care and want the profits. One of the two, that's it. Dr. Brady says, unfortunately for our pets, they share many of the same issues that come with human obesity. And they range um, to include osteoarthritis, a ruptured cruciate, skeletal disease, hip dysplasia, urinary disorders, reproductive disorders, and other unusuals, including diabetes, cardiorespiratory disease. Hey, didn't we just see that? Mm. And neoplasia like mammary tumors, um, carcinomas. Dermatological diseases. Ugh. He quoted Banfield. He said that Banfield Hospital, with access to the health records of over 2 million dogs and 430,000 cats from 800 vet hospitals across 43 states in the U.S., they, they produced this report called The State of Pet Health. Yeah, that is uh, for the corporate folks, but it's in 2012, Banfield found that 61% of dogs with hypothyroidism were overweight and 40% had arthritis. Okay. Um, then there's this diabetes thing. The link between obesity and diabetes in humans is certainly established, but the exact details he said, remain a little fuzzy. Too much carbs. Sugar in the diet is not a direct causal factor of diabetes, at least not in humans, but excess body fat. Excess body fat clearly is, and excess carbohydrates clearly cause body fat. Okay. He says obesity plays such a central role in the development of diabetes in humans that since the turn of the century, the term diabetesity has been used in health circles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now they're seeing that in cats. Um, you know, diabetes has been characterized by high blood sugar. So there's two types of diabetes, guys. Uh, type 1 diabetes mean you, means... Um, an autoimmune condition, okay? An autoimmune condition is where the body attacks the cells that make insulin, okay? That's type one. Type two 
comes about as either your body doesn't make enough insulin or your insulin doesn't work properly. And that's what is called insulin resistance. Okay. Um, but he said, you know, whatever the exact cause, the dietary advice for both types of diabetes remains the same. Reduce the carbohydrates. Reduce the carbohydrates. A higher protein diet is what is suggested, okay? A high protein diet. Now, he says that few people are really in disagreement with this, okay, that you need to get rid of the carbohydrates. How are you going to do that if you're feeding a dry diet? I don't think that most of you know how to calculate that. So I'm going to tell you right now. You look on the back of your bag, you add the protein, the moisture, the fiber and the ash, subtract that from a hundred. And that will give you roughly the amount of carbohydrates that are in that food. However, what you may not know is if you have a lot of pea proteins and plant proteins, those are not available to your dog, but they're using those in their protein numbers. So the protein number goes up. That means your carbohydrate number will go down. However, that doesn't mean your carbohydrate load is actually down. Are you following me? The jockeying with the numbers. But here's, here's the problem that we see in, in, the, in the veterinary world. Okay, so Lori Weiss, okay, I'm quoting here out of Dr. Uh, Brady's book. He, he said, Lori is a highly qualified vet with special interests in diabetes. And she agrees with this dietary advice that you need to lower the carbs and you need to increase that protein, especially for animals that are meat eaters like our dogs, the closest ancestor, which is the Australian dingo, okay? But here's what they say. Here's what, what, what she says. And this is why things get so convoluted. Lori Weiss says, well, we know that a low-carbohydrate diet is more advantageous for diabetic cats and weight control diets happen to be high-carbohydrate diets. And yet she closes with this, but she says, but the jury is out. And I don't think we have strong enough evidence to say that all cats need to be on a low-carbohydrate diet. What? I, this is the, the nonsense that's, that, that, that's being spewed. And Connor Brady says, well, this baffles me. Baffles me too, Dr. Brady. He says, despite having zero evidence to show that a normal, healthy, and very uh, carnivore, uh, carnivorous cat actually benefits from any carbohydrates whatsoever in their diet, and cats with diseases such as obesity and diabetes clearly do better the less carbs you feed them, this vet is happy to promote highly processed obesity-inducing diets for cats containing 50 to 60% car carbohydrates. Now, that's incredible, but this is what's happening. And our folks, our pet parents out there are confused because why, 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 why could a vet not take a stance on that? Why? Does it make any sense? 
you you have to look at are they in the health business or are they in a profit driven symbiotic pharmaceutical business i i say this from a standpoint of nutrition you go to the vet get blood work done get your dog sewed up give it spray spay and neuter right uh, you know, if they're injured, certainly take them to the vet. But when it comes to nutrition, very, very, very few that have talked to my pet parents know come here from their sphincter. Sphincter, sphincter. One of those things on the backside. I mean, the advice that I hear is laughable. Oh, your dog can't eat protein. Oh, this dog went septic from eating a raw diet. Your dog is going to die if you feed them the food they were born to eat. There's so much bacteria that um, you're going to harm people in your home. Really? Because I think dogs lick their butt and eat poop and kibble. Have you seen the amount of dogs that have died on kibble on those recalls? It's insanity, and we have to wake up. We have to come to terms with the fact that those folks that we may be looking up to may not be intentionally lying, but they may be intentionally looking away from the true research. Because if you look at the true research, everything has to change. And the system that they are in right now is not going to change. They're not going to be able to work in that clinic if they don't do the traditional protocols. It's just not going to happen, guys. So we want to encourage you to really study. Read 10 pages a day. I'm going to encourage you to get a book like Dr. Connor Brady's book, Feeding Dogs. Maybe you want to read The Barf Diet from Ian Billinghurst, or you want to read Give a Dog a Bone, or Pointing the uh, Bone at Cancer. You don't have to read the book in all in one setting, and you don't have to become a fanatic. But what you have to understand is that when you're feeding cats and dogs, of food that they were never designed to eat. They were not created to eat dry, chemically formulated foods. They're not designed to eat that. And we want to challenge any pet parent that says, my dog cannot eat protein. Please work with our experts, Dr. Judy Jasek, Neely Piazza, uh, maybe even want to reach out to uh, Casey, who's at San Francisco Raw. Okay, San Francisco Raw, great company. Casey's been feeding raw and been working holistically with animals since the 80s. All right, we see over and over, over and over, the incredibly bad health that is happening in the world today in the, with these pets, cats and dogs. Listen, guys, you got a cat, you have to get them off a dry diet. 
And I know a lot of people will say to me, well, my dog, my, you know, I leave my cats. I leave my cats and uh, I got to free feed them. Okay. Well, your gotas don't, don't change the outcome. Okay. It doesn't change the outcome. But if you want those kidneys in the cats to be in great shape and you want them to live a long time, you're going to have to get them off of that. If you don't want them to have urinary problems, you've got to get them off of that. And honestly, think about this. I'm feeding my cats a high-carb food. They are always hungry. They are always begging for food. Their blood sugar has got to be spiked on a constant basis. They got to be absolutely dehydrated. And the body has got to pull that water out of the bones and out of the organs. Man, cat can't feel good, guys. Cat cannot feel good. Okay. Um, what does I want to say to you today? Go over to our learning center, check out some of the articles, uh, let us know what questions you have. The thing that we really want to express is that don't get your advice from people who have sick dogs. Or sick cats. If, if, if you want to work with people who have a history of being able to bring health to their pets. And just because, just because they're a vet does not mean, guys, that they know anything about nutrition. If they're selling prescription diets, that is a telltale sign. Right there. If they're poo-pooing the raw diet, a diet that your animal was born, and I'm sorry, the evolutionary process has not taken that away. We may have made dogs shorter or taller or more flat nose, or uh, you know, we've combined all these different breeds. That doesn't change what they are born to eat. Okay. I mean, I, I was thinking about this. I mean, what could we be bred with? We as humans, what could be, how, how, how could we evolve just to eat like um, a chemical soup, like on the matrix? How, how do we evolve? We weren't born to eat that. What, why do we think our dogs are? It's, it's a little bit baffling kind of when you think about it, right? But we want to encourage you to get some studying done. Certainly there's going to be differences in what we think and differences of what we do. And a lot of it is based on how willing someone is to get outside of their box, look at other things like how we look at viruses or how we look at um um vaccines and how they work in the body and 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 things like that you got it we got it you know that that determines really uh what somebody thinks and how they feel and also your experience right so i when i started this company i had different thoughts than i do today right just on the whole transitioning i used to say let's do a slow transition let's do a meatball right we're gonna you know do part raw and part kibble 
you know, so that we don't have digestive upset. Well, that was totally wrong. From what I see today, why am I putting in sugar with something that is totally clean? I wouldn't, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me today, but that's kind of where I started. Um, and then, you know, talking with other experts and getting getting the the uh, information about how the body digests things. I mean, we do change based on what we see. And certainly when you run a company like this, we see thousands of dogs. Unfortunately, pet parents only see that dog typically, which is in front of them, maybe a family pet, maybe a couple of neighbors, but you really don't know what's going on in the family. You don't know what's going on with the neighbors. You only see what's going on in your house. So it's not a good uh, comparison about, you know, thousands of dog versus one dogs. I get that, right? But I will say, We we want to help you start questioning the narrative out there in and and getting you the information that you need. But just remember this or ask yourself this. Does it make sense to feed dogs that which they were not born to eat? And remember, kibble came about because, you know, this dude back in the 1800s saw the fishermen giving dogs, you know, these crackers and these processed foods that they didn't eat. And the dogs loved it. And so he made a business out of it. And then comes along, you know, corporate America, Mars, Diamond, Hills. And they were like, well, we can get in on this too. So just because it's out there in a big way doesn't mean it's a good thing. Okay? Not a good thing. And I would say, here's a 30-day challenge. Tell your friends that aren't feeding raw right now, okay? Not feeding raw. They're doing the kibble thing because I doubt kibble feeders are listening to the raw dog food truth. Tell them to do a 30-day challenge. Take all processed foods out of your dog's diet. Take all vegetables out of your dog's diet. Take all puppuccinos out of your dog's diet. Take all Home Depot treats, all that stuff greenies, dental chews, all that stuff. Take it out of the diet. Don't put any, you know, dairy products in there. Just do the different proteins that are meat, bone, organ, and fat. You can do some tripe. That's fine. You, you know, get real basic. Take that 30-day challenge. Let's see. Let's see if your dog doesn't improve. Let's see if they don't act better. Let's see if they don't smell better. All right. Let's see if those poops are better. Let's see if that arthritis is better. Let's see if the itching is better. Take the 30 day challenge. Tell your friends, look, give it 30 days. That's all you got to do. Commit 30 days. Is it hard? I don't know. We got to create the 30 hard, I guess. Nothing is hard if you put your mind to it and you uh, exert some time management. So everything has got, yeah, look, I'm running a company and I'm still doing 75 hard. And uh, some, you know, some people I know, they're like, ah, it's too hard. And they don't really even work. So I'm like, well, I think what's hard about it is that maybe it's just your time management, right? So you got to get up an hour earlier. You've got to reconfigure your day. You can do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing it because I'm trying to, 
you know, number one, be healthier. But I also, um, I want to prove to myself how strong I am because I am worried about this world. And I want to make sure that in the event that I need to be uh, doing something to protect myself, that I'm strong enough to do it. And then I'm mentally strong, I'm physically strong, and I'm healthy. So uh, I don't know. That's what I got for you today. I so appreciate all of you that listen to the uh, the podcast. Amber, this is not a rerun. <laughs> I know that uh, some of you notice when we do reruns, and uh, there are sometimes when we just have to. Uh, but I hope that those uh, replays are beneficial. Hey, join me tomorrow. Dr. Judy Jasek's going to be on the podcast and uh, man, she's doing a deep dive into the rabies. She's got some good information as well. All right, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.